Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Greetings, greetings. It is that amazing time of year again. I hope you had a fabulous Thanksgiving. Those of you who live in the United States and celebrate such things, Canadians, I know your Thanksgiving was um, earlier, actually. So I hope uh, you guys had a great Thanksgiving as well. And uh, for the rest of the world, well, we should give thanks every day, should we not? And um, what do we associate with holiday season? Oh, let's see. We have uh, fun things like food and family, and for some, we have a fair amount of fretting over what? Everything, right? We worry about the food that we're going to serve. If you are blessed with the dubious uh, honor of being the one preparing the food, uh, I remember when I had uh, times when I have a lot of family coming over for Thanksgiving, I spend, it feels like I spend days just planning and cooking and preparing and planning and cooking and preparing. And uh, then they come and we have a great time. And then uh, afterwards, it seems I'm just uh, cleaning and putting away and cleaning and putting away and cleaning and putting away some more. So some of that can be stressful, understandably. Other things we fret about, well, we fret about our family relationships. What about that Uncle Charlie who always shows up and he is just obnoxious? And he always says the most inappropriate things. And I really don't want him, you know, hanging around my six-year-old and my ten-year-old because he'll say things that they should not hear with their tender little ears. And uh, we fret about all kinds of things. I sure hope that the weather holds up because I've got all these people coming or because we've got these travel plans and they have to go just right because if there's even a little delay, it's going to mean a whole lot of trouble because there's some domino effect that's going to happen and it's going to upset a whole lot of things. I have a girlfriend who um, has, the, uh, has been blessed, really, with a line of products. And um, she is uh, Indian. She's from India. And uh, she and her family are going off to India for Christmas, and she is worried that if they get delayed coming back on that long flight, um, that she's going to miss the order period for um, the, the entire season for her line of products. And um, they're actually supposed to be in retail stores across the country. So if uh, that trip gets delayed, that will mean quite a huge dent in her plans for rolling out this product for the rest of the year. That's a big deal. So those are the kinds of things that cause stress and worry and sleepless nights at a time when actually this is supposed to be holiday time. We're supposed to be having a great time. We're supposed to be having fun. So I have to, uh, for you today some tips that I am going to share with you for coping. And... Um, They were designed sort of along the concept of the 12 days of Christmas, so I have 12 sanity tips to make, uh, hopefully for you, this the best holiday season yet. So we're going to go through my 12 coping tips. 
We'll start with coping tip number one, ditch your negative expectations. That's the first thing we're going to get rid of. Holidays do not have to be about fighting mobs of angry, greedy shoppers. They don't have to be about panic cooking disasters and being stressed out by crazy relatives. They can actually be delightful, 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 and you can actually have a lot of fun. So the first thing I would say to you is if you think about it in terms of self-fulfilling prophecy, uh, the idea that you move towards the strongest impression in your mind, and therefore if the strongest impression is this is going to be awful, it's going to be the turkey is going to be a disaster, uh, I'm going to get all the recipes wrong, and my family is going to have a horrible time, you will tend to manifest the reality that you have in your mind. So that is the very first thing, and I think it's one of the most important. So don't go into it thinking, oh, here we go again, this is going to be awful. Go into it thinking, we're going to have a fantastic holiday. It might not be perfect. The food is going to be awesome, and if it isn't, that's okay, because guess what? My family's here. I love them. Speak, speak the reality that you wish for. I love them. I'm so excited that they're here. We're going to have nothing but a good time, and we're going to adore each other in all of our perfections and imperfections because even those imperfections give us an opportunity for growth. So always, always a really great way to look at everything that happens in your life. Holiday coping tip number two. This is coping tip number two. Don't just cook. Bye. Here is what I would recommend. This is for all of you who have the happy task of cooking for the holidays. You don't have to cook everything, and you don't have to cook everything from scratch. My suggestion to you is what if? You cook a few signature dishes and just buy the rest. For example, you might decide that turkey is really your thing. Cook the turkey and the giblet gravy. You might want to cook the dressing and the greens, and maybe you've got, you know, something like um, uh, the, uh, maybe you've got like a seven cheese amazing macaroni and cheese dish like Patty LaBelle, and it's got onions, and it's got spices, and it's got milk, and it's got buttermilk, and all kinds of incredible things in it, and it just, it's just your thing. Then cook that. But you can buy all the other stuff that goes with it. For example, you could just buy the rolls. You could use instant rice instead of making rice from scratch to help things move along faster. You could use green beans out of a can and just spice them up, put some uh, pepper and salt. Personally, I like crazy mixed up salt in my green beans. It's the one place I like to use it. And uh, put some crazy mixed up salt in there or whatever it is that you like. And uh, maybe add some, chop up some, some red peppers and orange peppers in your green beans to give them a little bit of um, zest and uh, give them a little interesting flavor, but you could do that with green beans out of a can. You don't have to get them fresh and peel and all of that other stuff that a lot of times we tend to do with uh, scratch food. You can get cranberry sauce. 
uh, off the shelf. Now, personally, I don't tend to love cranberry sauce. I actually like the um, cranberry. I don't like cranberries. I like the cranberry sauce, the the, the stuff that comes out of uh, a can. That's my favorite. So maybe you get that, and maybe you go down to the store and you buy the ham. Well, there you are. You have cooked half the stuff, you have bought half the stuff, and you've done half the work. You don't have to make it all. So think about ways that you can make your life just a little bit easier. Mixing scratch food with purchased food will not kill the holiday. It will preserve your holiday tradition favorites, and it will save your feet and your hands, and you might even have time to laugh and giggle with the rest of the family instead of spending your whole time in the kitchen. This takes us to holiday coping tip number three. Pursue peaceful shopping. Decide if you really need to be out in the mob or if you can shop online. You might have seen there was a video that came out right after Thanksgiving about uh, this weird commotion that broke out at a Walmart store uh, on Black Friday where this guy, I'm not sure what he was doing. He seemed to be bounding through a crowd with a television under his arm, and then he seemed to drop the TV, and then it was just kind of strange. Nobody, you couldn't tell what he was doing, but somebody filmed it. And um, as you know, you know, holidays, especially times like Black Friday, Christmas Eve, they are fraught with just people in a frenzy, running around, snatching up toys, buying stuff. And my suggestion to you is pursue peaceful shopping. There are some toys that actually are not going to be any cheaper on Black Friday than they were the day before. The most common items that tend to go on sale on Black Friday, for example, tend to be electronics. And I'm taping this show now that Black Friday is behind us, but my, my, my statement to you is if you missed that frenzy, if you weren't one of those people who, didn't, who, who got up at 3 o'clock in the morning, good for you. Because actually the truth is there are going to be sales until Christmas and there are going to be even more sales after Christmas. So if you missed it, don't feel bad. And in future, don't feel like you have to target that one day. Uh, You will find, for example, I went uh, Christmas shopping before Thanksgiving and I discovered that for some of my kids' toys, Walmart prices actually beat Amazon and um, they beat uh, other online retailers for certain things. And that was before Black Friday. And they don't seem to be any cheaper today than they did before Black Friday, so it wouldn't have saved me anything uh, to jump up and, and be at the store on Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, at you know, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning because the prices were what the prices were. So one strategy that you might also use is to shop later for things you can't get online when it's quieter. So, for example, today is Sunday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I'm going to bet that it might be quieter today in the stores than it was uh, on Friday. So find a quieter day or find hours when there are going to be fewer people. Now, I Personally, I live close to Walmart in Minneapolis, and I love the fact that my Walmart is a 24-hour Walmart. And um, there is never a more peaceful time to shop than 4 o'clock in the morning. Now, I routinely get up at that hour, so it's not a big deal for me. 
But there are times that you can probably find that are going to be less hectic in order to actually go to the stores that are offline. And of course, regardless of when it is, you can always get online, and uh, that's not going to cause you to deal with huge crowds, etc. So you can avoid the mad crowds, the traffic, etc. if you shop online. Just beware though that online shopping doesn't always mean the best prices, especially if you have to pay for shipping. You don't always, but sometimes you do. And uh, sometimes you know, there are teasers where you might find that certain things are cheaper uh, than others, but actually the stuff that you really want may not be that much cheaper online. So just remember that. And also remember that even if you shop online, just as in bricks and mortar stores, the stuff that you do want may be sold out by the time you get to it because of all the crazy people on Black Friday. So um, be open and have some flexibility in what you're looking for so that you don't get caught up in all of the frenzy and you're not left crying because that one thing that you wanted is gone. <laughs> This takes us to holiday coping tip number four. Black Friday is not the only day. As I said, for electronics, Black Friday is awesome for shopping. But there are many bargains to be had even before that day depending on what you're looking for. And it may be worth it for you to make the trade-off between buying items earlier at a good price rather than risking your neck to get the best price. The other thing that happens if you shop earlier, and this is now that we're heading into Christmas, this is true too, before Christmas Eve, uh, the risk you avoid by shopping earlier is that what you want may still be in stock between now and Christmas. This takes us to holiday coping tip number five. If you can wait. The best time to shop, in my opinion, is actually right after New Year. Everyone is going to be at home and at work. They're going to be feeling poor. They'll be feeling drunk and hungover. They'll be feeling fat. They'll be lying on their couches, and no one will be in the stores. That is a great time to shop. With the frenzy over, prices may be even lower than they were on Black Friday as uh, retailers try to take advantage of those last-minute people coming in and trading stuff that they got for Christmas and trying to look for things that they don't want. But if you're going to shop after Christmas, my suggestion is don't do it the day after because the day after Christmas is just as hectic as the day after Thanksgiving. Holiday coping tip number six. Envision the peace you want. So remember the very first coping tip, was about ditching your negative expectations. Now we're going to envision the peace that you actually do want for the holidays. Be specific. What is it that you want your experience to be? See yourself shopping at your favorite store in peace without the armies of shoppers harassing you. Now if you are me, what you're going to do is you're going to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to actually make that happen. And you may have to do that, and you may have to do it before you go to work in order to attain that peace. But you can have it if you're just willing to be creative. C, 
see yourself lovingly hugging smelly, alcoholic, toothless Uncle Joe after he has said embarrassing things to your child. See yourself planning your meal so far in advance you are sitting on the couch watching football on Thanksgiving or Christmas Day. It can happen and you can have the dream, but you just have to be willing to dream it, be willing to envision it, and be willing to make it happen. One of the things that I read in a magazine, in fact, it was my mother's magazine, I think it was called Living and Loving, and it was years ago, it was a South African magazine, and this was back before I had to be maybe eight or nine years old. And on occasion, I liked Living and Loving because it was, um, it was, kinda, it was a parenting magazine and it had lots of cute babies in it, and I like to look at the cute baby pictures. But um, I read this, the one article that I think I ever read in that magazine that I ever remembered was about how to throw a successful party. And this article said, it talked about this idea that rather than letting your dishes pile up as you're making your items for your get-together, what you really should do is you should be washing things along the way, all the way. Start with an empty dishwasher and fill it up, run the cycle, fill it up, run the cycle. The mark of a really good party or a really good dinner is that your kitchen is clear by the time the last person leaves. Now, you might be thinking, how can that be? I've done it. I promise you it can happen. And part of that is that I find that when, when people come over to my house, especially women, they always want to help clean up. Let them. Let them throw stuff away. Let them put stuff away in the fridge. Let them stock up the dishwasher. That is how you get stuff off your table. But for your dinner, your Christmas dinner, your Thanksgiving dinner, there is no shame in planning early so that you have systematically been cleaning as you have been making, and by the time you're done, um, it looks like nobody ever came over. Envision the piece you want and make it come to pass. Holiday coping tip number, where are we? Holiday coping tip number seven. Okay then, that was a little long. There's no shame in money. Some think giving money is the lazy person's gift, but I have to tell you it is very effective for people who need or prefer it. And there is no shame in giving money. College students always need money for books and school expenses. When I was a college kid, anybody, anytime anybody wanted to give me a gift, I wanted money. Save your earmuffs. I have my favorite earmuff. Save your um, CDs. I, I have my own preferences. What I really wanted was money so I could buy the stuff that was on my personal wish list that I wanted. Young adults new to the professional world always need money. They can be uh, because money allows them to pay their rent. Money allows them to pay the utilities and uh, get their cars fixed and do all sorts of necessary things that they would much rather spend their money on rather than getting pretty useless trinkets. So there is no shame, none at all, in giving money for Christmas. So think about your audience, and if money is the appropriate gift, then that's what you get. And uh, you can even be creative about how you package it, how you give it. If you visit spiway.com, 
there will be a number of links that you will see, including some creative suggestions for how you can package money and give it away. Holiday coping tip number eight. Put it to good use. Speaking of money, don't wait till your kids go to college to gripe about how no one taught them money management. That is your job. When you give your tweens and teens money, it provides an excellent opportunity to teach them financial planning. For example, of this $20, 10% should go to tithing. The next 10% can go to charity. The next 10% goes to your savings account, even if it's still a piggy bank. And then the child can spend the remaining 70%. If you start when they just have $5 to their name, when they just have $10, $20, when they have $100,000, those habits will continue. When they have $200,000, those habits will continue. 10% to charity, 10% to my church, 10% to myself because I have to save money, and then I get to spend everything else on the bills and the whatever. But teach them early and use it as an opportunity to do that. This takes us to holiday coping tip number nine. <laughs> Recognize that family is a privilege. Now, before you start complaining, let me tell you. My mother and sister live 10,800 miles away. My sister lives in Johannesburg. My mother lives in Zimbabwe, where I am from. And my father passed away. We will never again have a complete family gathering of just the immediate family. Never, never, ever, never, ever, ever on this earth. While extended family uh, is, I have a lot of extended family. In fact, um, as those of you who come from places like uh, Africa and perhaps India know, your extended family is just as much a part of your core family. And so... If you ask me, I'll tell you, I have one blood sister, but actually if I were to count my extended family and the people I consider my siblings, they're actually a, we're a pretty big family. But my extended family is spread out across the globe. I've got cousins in uh, Canada. I've got cousins in Johannesburg. I've got cousins in the United Kingdom. I've got cousins in Boston. I've got people all over the place. We are very, very spread out. We will never have, probably, a family reunion because we can't even figure out what country to have it in. We've talked about it, but boy, is it a whole lot of traveling for just about everybody. This is the story, though, of many immigrants and children of the diaspora. If your family is on the same continent, then quit griping and love them no matter what because... Family is a privilege, and so many people are depressed over the holidays because they don't have family and they don't have people to love them. So your family might not be perfect, but then again, nobody's is. So enjoy them, enjoy them, enjoy them, and love them for who they are, not for who you wish they were. This takes us to holiday coping tip number 10. <laughs> Remember the reason for the season. Really, give thanks at Thanksgiving. I know this is corny, but 
sitting around the Thanksgiving table. Uh, my family and I always do sit around and we talk about grateful for. My daughter this year, my eight-year-old, was uh, she has asthma. She's had it since she was born. And uh, she had a pretty bad episode, in fact, the, the morning of Thanksgiving. So at 1 a.m., I was looking for hospitals in Chicago to take her to, and we spent from 1 a.m. until about 4 o'clock the next day, Thanksgiving Day, we spent in the hospital hanging out and taking care of little Jamie. So you better believe, so of course there was a lot of buying of food that, that night because, you know, I didn't have time to make the turkey then. And um, so we sat around the table. We finally made it home for Thanksgiving dinner, and we had chicken and a bunch of other stuff that was not on the initial menu just because we had to improvise, but boy, did we give thanks. We gave thanks for her health. We gave thanks for the excellent hospital. It turned out that the best children's hospital in Chicago just happened to be within 10 minutes of my apartment. How wonderful is that? That is reason to give thanks. And uh, we, gave, we gave thanks for the fact that we got to go to a hospital and spend the time that we needed to in that hospital because there's so many people who don't have the kind of health care that would afford them the opportunity to get the health care that they needed. So no matter what happens, there are opportunities to give thanks. Give thanks for all you have endured, all you have been saved from, and all you have received. It's too much to recite at the dinner table, but do that anyway. Thank Christ for dying for you on Christmas Day when you wish him a happy birthday. If you don't believe he died for you, then thank him for visiting the earth and teaching anyway, because I think uh, while some would dispute whether he was the Messiah and the child of God, uh, I don't think any religion and anybody disputes that he came and he was here. So at least thank him for that and for being the excellent teacher that he was. But there's always something to be grateful for. Holiday coping tip number 11. Be still. Take personal quiet time to connect with God. Take time to rejuvenate spiritually especially during what can be the most stressful time of year for so many, taking five to ten minutes or longer if you can do it, at the beginning or at the end of your day will make such a difference. Close your eyes, be still, and meditate, and it will work wonders for your poise and emotional equilibrium throughout the day. Visit Speedway.com for an article on 20 Reasons Why Meditation is Good for you. This takes us to our last tip, holiday coping tip number 12. It's supposed to be fun. Remember, 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 this is a time of joy and sharing and food and fun and family and relaxing and being on holiday and enjoying respite at the end of what might have been a grueling year for some of you. Refresh and rejuvenate. Take a mental break so you can prepare and be ready in happy anticipation for the year ahead. Love the holidays. Love life. Holidays are supposed to be fun. So this takes me back to my original statement. 
Holiday coping tip number one, ditch your negative expectations for the holidays and put on and grab the enjoyment and the anticipation for beautiful and wonderful things that will happen to you this holiday season. That is my wish for you. Tune in next week when we will be talking about more uh, exciting and interesting topics. And until then, this is Theoi Pierce saying go in peace and enjoy your holidays and be safe. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle thespeedwayshow. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply.